We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. U.S. Bank wants to know how you reward yourself because they have cards that make every day more rewarding. Are you a points order, cashback guru, low intro APR lover? With U.S. Bank, it's up to you because they have the cards to fit your lifestyle. So earn more whether you're shopping at a gas station or grocery store, even while planning a staycation. Learn more at usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. Best podcast for Thursday, August 18th. I am your host, James Seltzer, and join now I can say as always, because we've done it once and we'll continue to do it from now forward, by my co-host, Mr. Paul Bruno. You can follow him on Twitter at Statsman22. Paul, what's going on, brother? Oh, I'm having a good time this week, uh, golfing yesterday, boating today, so it's good to get these uh, these. Uh, shows out out of the way early in the morning and uh, look forward to watching the picks later in the evening look at that he's golfing <laughs> he's boating and yet found time to squeeze us in it's very kind of you paul we're very appreciative it's good to be me <laughs> <laughs> it's good to be, i love that it's good to be paul Bruno. all right uh let's jump in and, and paul and i will uh, dissect these games so we can get him off to his yacht uh, as it were. Um, so we've got uh, 11 games on the slate today, two early games, and then uh, uh, nine games in that main slate. So um, obviously, I'm guessing most people will be playing that main slate and not the all-day slate. But in case you are, we will touch on those early games as well. But just to run down the schedule before we jump in, uh, the day starts at 1:10 in Detroit as the Red Sox are in town. Clay Buckles take it on the lefty. Matt Boyd, uh, probably some opportunities for some bats in that one. Move on to a 2:20 start in Wrigley as Zach Davies and the Brewers in town taking on Jake Arrieta and the Cubbies. That's a righty-righty uh, battle there. We stick with the righty-righty theme at 7:05 as we begin the main slate in Baltimore. Joe Musgrove, I love that name, and the uh, Astros in town taking on Kevin Gaussman and the Orioles. Another righty-righty battle at 7.05 in Philly, in my hometown, as the Dodgers in town, Ross Stripling, taking on Jared Eikhoff there. And then we move on to a 7.10 start in Cleveland 
as we get a, a lefty-righty matchup. The White Sox bringing out Carlos Rodon to take on Danny Salazar in his first start back from the disabled list. Move on to a 7-10 start in Atlanta. A little NLE showdown here. Reynaldo Lopez, the rookie on the hill for the Washington Nationals, taking on Atlanta and Rob Whalen, a couple of rookies doing battle there. 7-10 start as well out in Cincinnati as we've got a... Uh, Potentially the best pitcher of the day, or at least one of the handful of best pitchers in the day on the hill in Miami is Jose Fernandez heading into town to take on Dan Straley and the Reds. Move on to the 8-15 start in KC, uh, potentially a, a pitching advantage uh, matchup to take advantage of here is Minnesota in town, Tyler Duffy. And the Twins taking on Dylan G and the Royals. Move on, 10.05. We got three 10 o'clock and beyond starts. In L.A. is Seattle's in town taking on the Angels. This Sashi Iwakuma taking on Matt Shoemaker. A couple of righties doing battle then. A uh, couple of righties as well at 10.10 in San Diego as Archie Bradley and the Diamondbacks take on that unhittable Paul Clemens and the Padres. Uh, and then we move on to the uh, marquee pitching matchup of the night at 10.15. Out in the Bay Area as the Mets are in town. Jacob DeGrom taking on Madison Bumgarner. All right, Paul, a lot to take in there. A nice late slate that we can uh, we can cruise through here. Let's start out with those two early games and get those out of the way. One ten start in Detroit. Clay Buckles taking on Matt Boyd, the righty-lefty matchup there. A couple of solid offenses. I'm guessing a game for the bats here. No question. Look at Buckholz, for instance, James, and he's been relegated to low leverage relief and spot starting for the Red Sox of late, owing to his first half performance. They plug him in today, and uh, among the Tiger bats that I'll be looking at are Ian Kinsler, who has taken him deep twice in only six at-bats, so I guess he's licking his lips uh, in anticipation of a good day today, and uh, Boyd, on the other hand, is on a bit of a, a roll for the Tigers, allowing three earned runs or less in each of his last six starts he's maybe a nice play if he neutralizes big poppy and holt uh the key lefties in this lineup but you still have to navigate through a tough group of righty bats here and it might even be an opportunity to stack uh, some of those righty bats i've done that a lot with uh, with the likes of bradley and and company there and uh this might be an opportunity i'll throw in uh, sandy leon as well uh, adding some pop to an already potent lineup. The guy's got a 478 batting average just past week with a pair of dingers in his last seven starts to add to the mix of an already deep Boston lineup. Yeah, I, I love the Boston lineup today. I'll take it a step further with Sandy Leone. Uh, not only, as you said, has he been hot this last week, he's got a 444 Woba on the season. Uh, and a switch hitter has been significantly better against left handed pitching. 463 batting average, 545 over 317 ISO against lefties this season. Matt Boyd, in fact, a lefty. So uh, I think that is a, a dynamite uh, a matchup for Leo, and especially at only 2,900. All right, let's move on to the other uh, early game today. 220 start in Chi-Town. As Zach Davies and the Brewers in town taking on Jake Arrieta. Kind of a weird game in the sense that uh, both pitchers have had uh, good spots and bad spots. Nariette, obviously, uh, a stud, but has had some rough spots this season. Uh, for me, this game feels a little like a stay away. How are you analyzing it? Yeah, I agree with you. You know, Dave, Davies has been pretty good, allowing three runs or less in eight of his last ten starts. 
and has dropped his home run rate to less than one per nine innings in that stretch. He's beaten, also beat up on the Cubs uh, three weeks ago with a quality start, six and a third innings pitched, allowing only three hits and a run. Uh, the guys that I might like against Arietti, you might be surprised. I'll put a, a couple of names out there against him today. And Ryan Braun, four for 12 with a homer, and VR is two for two and very limited play. But both these guys are quality vets who who have had some success against uh, against Arietta and are hitting up a storm recently. Arietta, for his parts, on a three-game slide in late June and early July and back on the beam with four outstanding quality starts of late in his last five games. But this is a game where, where I think pitching might dominate and I'm going to stay away from it in terms of other bats. That's my view on this one. 100% as I said, it's a stay away. Uh, some good names there. I always, I never hate, especially in a tournament, taking a shot against one of the better pitchers on the day, especially one who's shown some warts of late like Arietta. But um. Uh, just to be careful, make sure Ryan Braun is in the lineup. He did crash on the wall the other night and uh, has a sprained knee and was considered day-to-day. So I believe he was out of the lineup yesterday. Um, yeah. So so if he's in the lineup, I agree. I think that's a nice play. Uh, but just make sure he's in there because you know, obviously don't want to spend money on someone who's not there. Uh, I will throw in a, one where I've been there, by the way. So it's the worst. You just hey, you we know, all don't have time to check in or whatever it is, and it's just the worst. Uh, I'll throw in one more guy, and, and you mentioned him yesterday, and he had a good day yesterday, and his prices stayed static exactly the same, and it's Ben Zobrist. I just don't get why he's still over, only at 3,200. Uh, I know he hasn't been as hot lately as he was earlier, but still uh, been better against right-handed pitching, 361 Woba, 174 ISO on the season, and Davies has struggled somewhat against left-handed bats with the 336 Woba allowed. So just another name that you mentioned yesterday, price hasn't come up. So I think that's a, a nice value considering the other guys on the board at second base. All right, Paul, let's move on. Uh, we are moving on to the main slate as we start to attack these games that the vast majority of our audience, I'm guessing, will, will be playing in. Uh, 7.05 start. This one's really interesting to me in Baltimore as we've got the Astros in town. A couple of good offenses, but also a couple of good young pitchers who've been, you know, been better than not one. You know, Joe Musgrove making his third start has been, uh, you know, unhittable practically in his first two. And Gaussman has obviously started to show some of that promise that we've heard so much about the last few years and has looked really good at times. How are you analyzing this one? Good offenses, but also good pitching. Yeah, there's a chance for uh, both pitchers to excel, but I'm a little wary for for uh, Musgrove against an Orioles lineup that is full of mashers, and they've been quiet for the last little while. So the way I break it down, I've seen Musgrove twice uh, in his three appearances, and he really impressed me. He's gone up against two quality offenses in those three appearances, and uh, he, he comes away with, it with, from, with two quality starts and a superb long re- relief effort against the Blue Jays and Texas lineups in in that MLB debut so far with 21 strikeouts in only 18 and a third innings. For Gossman's uh, part, his record is really deceiving, James. When I when I note that he has kept uh, a lid on uh, earned runs, allowing three or less in seven of his last ten starts, his trouble is a high homer rate, though. He's, he's been tagged ten times in his last 56 and a third innings. I watch out for that all the time. And uh, as far as the Astros go, it's been a two-man offense, Correa and Altuve. You'll pay up for both these guys, but they continue to carry the mail for the Astros, mostly by themselves of late. Uh, I know Musgrove's been really good, but this Orioles line 
lineup, as I say, may, has been scuffling. Uh, it's an opportunity, I, I think, to plug in a guy. Look, uh, look at Hyun Soo Kim. I can't believe he's priced at $3,000 despite hitting at a 322 clip this year. He benefits from a lefty-righty matchup, and he's in the middle of a lot of guys who can take the ball deep. So uh, that's one guy I might highlight uh, in addition to the usual suspects in the Orioles lineup. Yeah, I agree on the hitting. Uh, I, interesting, though, because I... Musgrove, I'm willing to take a shot at him today because of the price is so low. At 6,500 for that kind of upside, granted, a rookie heading into a, a tough hitter's park against a good to great lineup, never a recipe for success. So <laughs> I, I certainly wouldn't use him in cash games, but at least in some tournaments. I mean, he's got 31.3% K rate to a 3% walk rate in his 18 innings, granted a unbelievably small sample size but we've seen some dominance there we've seen some real upside there and you know I, I like you said Baltimore's offense is scuffling so I think in some GPPs I think uh, Musgrove could be an interesting play but otherwise I agree it's hard to trust him against that offense all right 705 starters moved to my hometown the Phillies hosting those LA Dodgers have been starting to hit a touch a little bit lately. Ross Stripling on the hill for the Dodgers, taking on Jared Eikhoff. Eikhoff has been solid at times, but struggled at others as well. And, and Stripling, um, not scaring anyone. How do you kind of look at this game here? All right. I think a string of subpar starts has earned, uh, earned stri Stripling a relic for four appearances. But he's back in there as a starting role, even though he got roughed up for five earned runs uh last time out so again nervous time for me Eikhoff for his part this guy's been impressive most of the year but uh, has given up 15 hits four homers and seven earned runs over 11 and two-thirds innings in his last two starts taking a bit of a backward step I wonder if he's tiring after racking up 143 and two-third innings that's uh, a lot for a young arm and I know all about that it's been all over the news locally here with the way the Jays are looking at some after some of their young uh, young arms I, in this game though on offense I like the Dodgers catcher Yasmani Grandel at 3200 bucks with five homers and four multi-hit games in his last 14 starts this guy's carrying a hot bat and that's a low price uh, I back him up maybe in a bit of a stack with uh, Trey Turner for 3400 bucks. he stays in my lineup after making me look good on the show yesterday continuing <laughs> his hot streak so I gotta give him a plug there and a thank you note J uh, uh, Justin Turner uh, Justin Turner. Yes, you said right. Trey. Threw me yeah, off a second. Like, I wait did. a minute. No, I got you. Yeah, right, Justin Turner, right. big homer last night. Looked good. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, then I'll also throw in uh, Philly's catcher. We both talked about him, Cameron Rupp, who's really raking uh, with some pop of late. Five multi-hit games, four homers, 13 RBIs, 14 runs scored, all in his last 10 games. That's a lot of crooked numbers for 2700 bucks today. And then uh, one of my old standards is Adrian Gonzalez on the other side. At $3,200, uh, it remains a tough out in my book, and he's clicking at a 357 clip with two homers, eight ribbies in the past week. So good value play there on the Dodgers lineup yeah even a step further with gonzalez not only uh he's been hot actually last 10 games 541 woba three long balls hit the two homers last night uh and then add in the fact that he continues even though he hasn't the force he used to be he's still got a 305 batting average and a 350 woba against right-handed pitching Iko, uh excuse me eikoff uh, allowing the 345 over the left-handed stick. So I, I really like that call as well. Like all the left-handed bats, Corey Seager keeps hitting, is not the most expensive third baseman on the board, I believe. Uh, excuse me, shortstop on the board. He is uh, second to Korea. Um, even at 3,800, I still think he's a value. And then flipping to the other side of the ball real quick because Stripling is um, 
is not that good, as we discussed. Um, <laughs> Herrera, uh, Odible, who had a really rough July and thus depressed his price down to where it's at at 2800 has been hitting again in August, uh, 306 average in August, um, and, and has been much better against right-handed pitching this season, 362 Woba. So I think that's a, a really nice price for some upside there. All right, let's uh, let's continue with this 7:05 starts here. It was uh, excuse me, 7 p.m. starts here as we uh, go to a 7:10 start in Cleveland, the Cleve, as uh, the White Sox in town. Carlos Rodon, the lefty, taking on Danny Salazar. First start off the DL for Salazar. So uh, I want to get your take on this game in general, but also specifically on Salazar. At 9,700, obviously a lot of upside against a, uh, a not great offense, uh, but are you worried at all about innings or how he looks coming off the DL? Well, uh, that is a big concern. That was uh, one of the first notes I wanted to bring out, so thanks for taking care of that one. Uh, he's, he was rocked uh, pretty bad before he went on the DL with seven long balls and 35 hits and eight walks in only 24 innings in, in the five previous starts. So they, they took a look at him and said uh, something might be wrong there, sat him for a bit, and hopefully he gets back off, off the schneid today. There's a big disparity in their when one loss marks of these uh, two pitchers that might be a little misleading. Rodon has been very good in his last two starts, uh, allowing only two earned runs, eight hits, and 12 innings with 11 strikeouts. Uh, in terms of some offensive play, uh, yesterday I was on Billy Hamilton, a speedster. Today I'll take another chance on another guy who can run around the bases uh, at will, it seems, and that's Rajai Davis, who's not only four for six against Rodon, but he's hitting just under 300 in the month of August so far with some unexpected pop in his bat price at 3400 bucks. I'm going to take a long look at him today. Uh, I might look also look at Santana, who has that homer stroke going in August. and Which he also has called a, yesterday as well. Yeah. He took one yard. That was a good call. So I'm going to stay on him, and, and uh, I like the matchup and his history against Rodon. Uh, for, uh, and then I like, on the Cleveland side, I'm going to go with Kipnis in this one. At $3,700, you are paying up a little bit, but he's been on an extended hit streak, putting, putting his batting average up in his usual territory of 290 after a bit of a, a sluggish start, and he's reached that 20 home mark already. I also like his uh, Keystone combination partner, uh, Lindor, today at short for 3500 bucks. He's one of the hottest hitters on the whole board, hitting safely in 14 of his last 15 games with some extra base pop sprinkled in. As far as White Sox batters, I'll be looking for a big night from Jose Abreu, who's been uh, maligned uh, in some quarters. But he has six multi-hit games in his last 10 starts and has three homers as part of a 6-for-16 history against Salazar. So there's lots to like about Abreu in this one. Yeah, I am with you. I am all in on the bats in this game. As much as I love Salazar as a pitcher, I am not spending that for him. I, I, <laughs> I, you know, at least today, I think, it, you know, look, I could totally see him going – you know, even if he's good, I could see him going five innings. And like you said, he struggled before he went on the DL. So I, I need to see it, um, even though the, the matchup is good. Um, I, I don't love a lot of White Sox bats. Having said that, it's kind of a stay away. I like Tim Anderson at 2600 just because of the upside at the price. Uh, and he's got a 376 Woba and a pair of homers in the last 10 games. Uh, but I, I'm with you. I think the Cleveland bats are absolutely the way to play. I like a lot of the names you mentioned. I'll add two more. Uh, a guy you were hyping up yesterday who's been scalding hot, and Jose Ramirez just keeps hitting uh, 418 average, 475 Woba in his last 20 games. So he's really hot. Uh, but also switch hitter has been uh, notably more dangerous against left-handed 
pitching with a 368 Woba there. So I like him at 3,100 against Rodon. Uh, and then maybe my favorite value on the board today, uh, Brandon Geyer just keeps murdering left-handed pitching. He's got a 354 <laughs> batter, batting average this season, a 466 Woba against lefties. Uh, and, and he's priced at 2500 and Francona is platooning him. He's getting those at-bats against lefties. So, I, I mean, at 2500 that seems like an absolute no-brainer to me there. I, I think that's a, a terrific, terrific play. All right, Paul, before we move on with the rest of the slate, let me remind everyone, fantasy football fans, the wait is nearly over. Football is back, which means that FanDuel is back, and this year is better than ever. It's not just a new season at FanDuel, it's a new era. They've upgraded your experience with real improvements for everyday fans. And they believe you deserve to experience everything that sports has to offer, which makes you sports rich. So try the new FanDuel now. You can just pick your team, stay under the salary cap, and have all the fun that fantasy has to offer. New to the game? Play in a beginner contest to learn the ropes. If you have a dollar, there are even games for just one dollar. There's 50-50 contacts contests where the top half win cash or you can settle a score of friends in FanDuel's brand new friends mode it's season-long fantasy football with weekly teams so plus there are also a lot of new features that ensure a fair and level playing field uh, I really love the the friends mode thing I have eight buddies from high school I said this yesterday we play every single week in football and it's it's for bragging rights and, and it's the beauty of like the the idea of having you know your season-long league with the banter and the making fun of each other and all that but with all the perks of one week, you know, you don't have to worry about injured guys. You don't have to worry about struggling guys. You get to pick a new team each week, and it's a level playing field. And it really is it's one of the best features they've added. And it's just it's the way to play fantasy football now because season long is just too many injuries, too much uncertainty. Here you can do it every week and just have so much more control over your own outcome. So, again, have all the fun that football has to offer. Have all the fun that fantasy has to offer at FanDuel so you could be sports rich. And again, there's a special offer for new users. You can get a free six-month subscription to RotoWire with only a $10 deposit on FanDuel. You have to go to FanDuel.com slash RW. Not only we get the free subscription, but you'll also get to use that $10 to play on FanDuel. So that's over $40 in value for just $10 that you actually get to spend and play with. So uh, a great deal. Just remember, go to FanDuel.com slash RW. W. All right, Paul, let's jump back in as we break down the other half of uh, today's slate here. We got a 7-10 uh, start in Atlanta. A couple rookies doing battle. Reynaldo Lopez pitching for the Nats. Uh, highly talented uh, uh, pitcher who obviously has uh, had some ups and downs already. And then Robbie Whalen pitching for the Braves. Whalen maybe less uh, highly regarded, but has had uh, has been so-so so far as well. I figure there's got to be a game for the bats despite some some upside in these pitchers. No question. Uh, I look at the fact that Lopez dominated the Braves in his last start, his third appearance of the season, allowing only one earned run in uh, and five hits over seven innings. And Freddie Freeman, who's having a great August, going 16 for 48 with six homers, took Lopez deep for that lone run. I might get back on Freeman today. He was good. Uh, he's been good for a while. Whalen has 17 strikeouts in 16 innings pitched over his 
three appearances so far, but he's been tagged, including dingers by Trey Turner. I'll get that right. Uh, yeah. Daniel Murphy and Daniel Murphy of the Nats last week. Like I said, I was on Freeman against Strasburg yesterday, and he delivered a homer against him, extending that recent uh, power-laden streak. So I'll stay on him for 3600 bucks today against Lopez for sure. And uh, I'll also throw in a couple of uh, well, obvious name off the top, but maybe a stack for Washington in this matchup. Uh, every day is a good day to plug in a guy like a Daniel Murphy, isn't it? Uh, every, I, but I really, all that guy does is hit. Speaking of, I was just talking about season-long leagues. I got him in a season-long league, not even intending to. It was a, I mostly do auctions, but I have one big league that's a, a draft still, and he was just sitting there. It was like the ninth or tenth round. I needed a third baseman. Oh and he qual- I was like, all right. And he's been like, you know, carrying my team. It's, it's been wild. And no, no question. And the guy is still only priced at four thousand. I say only four thousand dollars, yeah, but, but no, tremendous. He, yeah, for the numbers, it's really surprising uh, that yeah. he's still not, you know, in the forty-five, forty-four hundred range. Or something. Exactly, exactly. And I'll stack him uh, with uh, Turner at thirty-seven hundred bucks. Rendon and Ramos add add some uh, low uh, prices at thirty-three hundred apiece, and uh, they're hot. Yeah, I so will. Uh, uh, I I have nothing to add there. You you hit all the guys I wanted to hit. Uh, and my one thing I'll say is that I don't love the pricing. You know, I like the guys, but it does seem like some of the Washington guys, you're not, you're not getting big time values other than Murphy. It's just what they should be priced. But having said that, I still like them. So ultimately you're trying to get guys in your lineup. We're going to put up stats and that's all that matters. All right. Seven ten start in Cincy as we move down that Marlins in town, Jose Fernandez taking on Dan Straley. I'm, uh, uh, first of all, obviously, uh, uh, getting some Miami bats in Australia, I would think, but also, um, are you rolling out Fernandez at the price a and B do you have the cojones to throw any of those reds in your lineup against him? I don't. In both <laughs> well said, well <laughs> Quite said. simply, Fernandez at $11,000, that really pooches the rest of your lineup. So I'll, I'll uh, give kudos to whoever picks him and watches the no-hitter tonight. But uh, yeah. I'll, otherwise, I'll stay away. And, and you know what? i got to give props to Straley because he's been a good uh, value play much of the season. And at 6900 bucks, might be worth a look. I'll surprise Ooh, some listeners. Oh, I like that. But, but you know what? It's based on the fact that this guy's whip ranks among the top 20 and all, all starters in the major leagues. Wow, that might be a... I would not have realized that. So, so uh, I mean, I've got him in one of my uh, season-long uh, pools, and I, I, he's rewarded me very nicely. So I want to give him a, a shout-out today for that. Uh, as far as Fernandez, we all know that he's one of the best in the game, racking up Ks at a, at a ridiculous rate. But the Marlins have lost his last three starts, too. And he's domi- he dominated the Reds in an earlier July matchup. But this may, uh, may be a good spot to pay, pay up for him if he re- re- reprises that effort. But uh, otherwise, I'm, I'm happy to go with Straley, who's had eight straight quality starts, allowing three earned runs or less. Trouble is that this guy gets nicked for home runs more often than not, and that's the that's something to be concerned about. Uh, and uh, so, in terms of the Florida bats that I might highlight in this one, Marcelo Zuna and Christian Yelich both priced at 3,500 bucks. To to your point, they're priced what they're worth, but uh, Yelich particularly has been on a tear in August, and uh, he could go yard against Straley, who, as I said, has been serving them up at a pretty good rate. Yeah, Yelich has actually shown a, shown a little pop lately. Not really his game, but I think he's got three homers in his last uh, 15 or something like that, and obviously has just been crushing right-handed pitches, and pitchers in general, uh, very good hitter batting like 315 or something. So I, I am with you on Yelich. I like that call. Uh, especially as a cash game play because of that consistency that he brings. All right, let's move on. The uh, only 8 o'clock uh, hour start at 8.15-er in KC as Tyler Duffy in town with the Twins taking on Dylan G, a couple of righties, a couple of 
Not great, right? He's doing battle here. <laughs> Though Tyler Duffy has had flashes. Uh, how are you analyzing this one? Because personally, I don't love either of these offenses as well. No, but I look at the prices on these pitchers, and they, it looks like FanDuel really wants you to take a chance for $6,500 on Duffy or 5500 on G, but it's not going to attract me tonight. I still haven't got to the guy that I'm going to put my money on in terms Ooh, of starting, but that's coming. That's what we call a tease in the business, folks. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Duffy, for his part, though, has a three-game win streak heading into this matchup, and the last two have been really quality starts with a total of three earned runs against, including 20 strikeouts and only two walks over a 19 innings pitched. Uh, Alcides Escobar will get into one of my lineups against him, though, not just because of a 5-for-7 history in a small sample, but more because he's racked up five multi-hit games in his last 11 starts with a few extra base knocks in there. At bat, I also like Hosmer for 3200 bucks. And he's homered in his last two starts, and I've got him in one of my season-long leagues. I do play a season-long as well, as well as the daily, but uh, Hosmer's a guy that I really like. G, for his part, is looking for a reprieve after five straight fair-to-poor starts where he uh, they've all wound up in Royals' losses, James. Uh, try 38 hits and nine walks over 27 innings pitch. That's the, that's an exponential whip. Uh, I don't want to get the calculator. <laughs> he doesn't strike out enough batters to stay out of that kind of trouble. And as far as Minnesota bats, don't look any farther than Maurer for Maurer for 3,200 bucks. He's five for 10, and Dozier for 3,700 bucks with a four for 11 sample size against G. And both are on pretty nice hitting streaks too. So those are two good batters that I might insert into a one of my lineups today. Yeah, I I like that call a lot. Uh, I also like Paolo Orlando leading off uh, for KC. He's been really hot, better against lefties, but but still hot. Uh, but just to go back to the pitchers real quick, I actually, and I did this, his last start out, I was like, uh, I was just filling out a $1 tournament lineup, and I was like, you know what, I'm just going to pick the pitcher on the board who I would never, like the last guy I would pick, and it's Tyler Dummy. It was the lowest price in the world. I'm like, all right, I'm going to roll it. And he went like seven shutout with eight Ks, and I was like, you know, that's the, the fun and the, the funniness, <laughs> so as it were, of FanDuel sometimes. But having said that, um, I don't hate him today for that price if you want to take an upside shot. Uh, considering the last couple outings have been solid, he does have some strike at upside. And this Kansas City offense just let Anibal Sanchez go seven shutout with eight Ks yesterday. So, and Anibal Sanchez, I know he can strike some guys out. He stinks, okay? He is a bad <laughs> pitcher right now. Um, so, you know, any offense that's going to let that guy do that, I've seen Tyler Tyler Duffy do it a little bit. So, um, try, again, I would not uh, do it in cash games or, or put a lot of money on it. But if you want to take a long shot in a GPP, it will probably be very low owned. I think Tyler Duffy could be a really interesting play. Uh, all right, 10.05 starts. we got three 10 o'clock and beyond starts to uh, round it out here in L.A. Seattle in town. Is Sashi Iwakuma taking on Matt Shoemaker? A couple of righties who... Uh, have both had a, a nice moments this season, but also have shown that they can get roughed up at any moment, um, which makes it always tougher to, to analyze them. So wh which way do you lean in this one, Paul? Because this is a, a tough one for me. Well, for me, this is my big reveal. I'm going to go with Iwakuma as, yes! as my starting pitcher in a couple of my games. And uh, he comes in at a nice price for me. He's not the top pitcher on the board, but he, he's just a shade below that echelon at 8600 bucks. He's been very sharp of late, limiting all comers to two runs or less in five of his last seven starts. I like those numbers. 
He's also had some dominant splits against the power bats of the Angels lineup in head-to-head -head play, particularly Pools and Trout. So uh, that that kind of fuels my fire. Uh, I I have to be comfortable with that based on the fact that he handles the big bats. And he's got uh, gotten into some autopilot mode with some nice strikeout totals in his recent string of consistency, and I like that too. Meanwhile, Shoemaker has been tagged for 38 hits in his last 32 innings pitched, and uh, while he's and he's lost four of his last five decisions. In terms of the offense, I say watch out for Nelly Cruz, one of my uh, DFS go-to guys, six for 17 against Shoe, and a really nice August, early August run uh, for 3,700 bucks. I get a chance to pay up for him, and I'll fit him in because Iwakuma's uh, discounted price. And I'll throw in another guy, a veteran that I like, Robinson Cano. Also looks inviting today at 3500 bucks. Lots of power in recent multi-hit games, uh, giving him some really good FanDuel uh, nights in the last two weeks. I love it. Hisashi Iwakuma <laughs> fueling the fire. I love that. Give me fuel, give me fire, give me that which I desire. All right. Uh, I really have nothing to add. I think you nailed that game uh, exactly what I was feeling. Um, I love Iwakuma for the price, especially against that Angels lineup. I think that is a, a terrific play. Um, all right, let's. Uh, we got two left here on the slate. Ten, ten to start. This is definitely a game where I think there's some uh, hitter potential. As we've got Archie Bradley and the D-backs heading into San Diego to take on Paul, not Roger Clemens. Definitely not Roger Clemens for the Padres, the righty. Uh, Clemens, interesting to me. Uh, uh, unbelievable reverse split so far with uh, the righty giving up a 434 woba to right in at bats, which I thought was very interesting. But uh, I'm guessing you got to have some D-backs in any lineup you put together today. Absolutely, <laughs> all over that. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll throw out some stats on him in a sec, but for Bradley's part, he slipped badly, though, in, in three August starts after a red-hot July where he gave up uh, 22 hits and seven walks over 13 and a third innings. R Ramirez, Norris, and Solarte all own homers against him in small sample sizes, but Clements is really the, the punching bag today. He's not shown an ability to go more than five innings in any of his starts. He's kind of a starter-reliever type guy. I don't like his homer rate either. Ten, ten in only 32 and a third innings pitched. I that say is stack one, point, one every three-plus innings. That is so bad. Yeah, that's horrible. Um, I mean, like, just to give context, like the worst guys in baseball over the course, you know, if you qualify for innings, no one gives up two homers per nine innings. Like, you know, like that doesn't happen, you know? So and this guy's giving up three almost. So yeah, it's crazy. So, so I say if you can, sneak uh, Goldie in, but certainly make sure you get Segura and Castillo for 3600 and 3000 respectively. I can't believe Castillo's price for this one. 3000 bucks, considering how he's delivered the goods in the last two weeks. That's a, that's a pick that's screaming out to be made, and he's definitely in a couple of my lineups today. I love that Castillo pick, especially because he got the day off yesterday, so you can, yeah. and obviously you can check the lineups, but you can feel, it's always annoying when you're setting your lineup early in the day, and then you find out someone's not starting, and you have to switch around them. You could feel reasonably confident that Castillo will be in the lineup given the off day yesterday. Uh, one other guy to add, and, and he's better against lefties, but obviously given Clemens's insane reverse splits and just how white hot he's been, I think Yasmani Tomas at that $3,200 uh, number is just a really nice value. Uh, 464 Woba, get this, a 458 ISO in his last 20 games. 11 homers in 20 games. So for the price, I don't think you're going to get that kind of power potential against a, a crappy pitcher anywhere else. All right, 
Paul, let's round it out. We, we finally get to a good pitching matchup after, <laughs> after analyzing the entire day. Uh, so I'm guessing we will not talk much hitters, but um, let's get into these two pitchers as the Mets are in the Bay Area taking on the Giants. We've got Madison Bumgarner, uh, highest price pitcher at 11-3 on the board, uh, and then DeGrom at, at 10,000, which actually, when you look at it, it seems like a, a decent number there. Um, how are you looking at these two pitchers? And I'm assuming just avoid the bats entirely because there are way more opportunities to get bats in today. You know what? I love a good pitching matchup, so I'll be sipping on a cool one or two after watching the hitters go nuts. And after going boating and whatnot. Let's not forget that, Paul, right? (laughs) Yeah. These two are great pitchers. DeGrom may be the hottest pitcher on today's board, in fact, with two earned runs allowed over his last 27 and two-third innings pitch. That's covering four starts, my friends. 26 strikeouts versus only five base on balls and one homer. He also owns two great career starts against San Francisco, obviously. Uh, Those numbers don't come from nowhere and then Baumgartner also has been pretty good but oddly San Francisco has not given him much run support as they've lost five of his last six outings even though he's been pretty much lights out himself I'm staying away from the hitters entirely in this one and watching the dominant starters you know I'm calling for a one or two one nothing two one game but it, look at this could easily be one of those that makes us look bad I'm hoping it doesn't and uh, I look forward to it tonight in any case yeah I, I feel the same way I don't think you know look could this be a seven to six game? Sure, it's baseball. That's the beauty of baseball. Anything can happen on any night, and it does. Um, but I, I think with these two offenses and these two pitchers, it's far more likely, like you said, we're looking at a two nothing, two one type game. And I, I obviously I like Bumgarner better, especially at home. But um, Degrom is probably the better value at thirteen hundred dollars cheaper. Uh, I really do like that play. If I'm gonna pay up for a pitcher today. Looking at those, you know, from Salazar up at 9,700 up to, to Bumgarner at 11.3, I think DeGrom's probably the best deal of those guys, which, uh, especially for cash games, uh, can really save. I mean, you know, that extra $1,300 that you save from Bumgarner to, to DeGrom can really help you out throughout the rest of your lineup. So I, I think that's a nice value there. Paul, this was fun, man. We're killing it. Uh, two, two days in, and I feel like we've been doing it for years. The comfort is all coming from you. You're a great leader. I'm, I'm just following in line. Uh, How's that for sucking up? Yeah, dude, you're making me blush over here. Luckily, it's not a video <laughs> podcast. So. Um, no, but it's been fun. We can't wait to come back to you next week. And, of course, the Rotowire DFS podcast will continue here. Paul, you got anything coming up you want to uh, plug? I'm going to have a quiet day tomorrow, I think. I've got my own my own podcast uh with uh, with one of the other Rotowire guys, uh, John McKechnie. We do have a lot of fun on the Friday show. I'm in the lead chair, so I'll take what I've learned from you in the last uh, two days and sprinkle <laughs> that into the delivery. I'll tell you that. Nice. Well, I love McKex. He's a good dude. We did a pod once together and uh, had a lot of fun. So everyone check that out, the Rotowire DFS pod. Paul, we'll bring it to you. And Paul and I will be back next week on Wednesday. Really looking forward to it, to uh keep bringing you this uh this dfs knowledge and, and and finish out the season strong and and then head into football strong so again uh this has been the road wire dfs podcast for thursday august 18th again uh back tomorrow and me and paul back together next week so until then for Paul bruno i'm james seltzer good luck go out win some money they're gonna kill the love of my life Daisy! if i don't go back to what i was doing this friday our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? 
Of course it's dangerous. Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. May be inappropriate for children under 13. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m., and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com.